Hello and welcome to the Lancet Global Health Podcast. I'm Mandy Bordula. It's the 18th of August 2020 and today I'm talking to Ashish Casey, a researcher in the Department of Women's and Children's Health at Uppsala University, about his recently published study, which investigated the indirect impact of the COVID-19 lockdown on the use of public health facilities for childbirth, birth outcomes and quality of intrapartum care in Nepal. Thank you for joining us, Ashish. It's my pleasure, Mandeep. So before we talk more about your study, can you tell us about lockdown in Nepal? When did it start? What type of restrictions were put in place? And were any exceptions made, for example, for health workers or those that might have needed routine medical care? Yes, so the first case of COVID-19 was detected in January 23rd this year. And during the week of 16th to 20th of March, there were new cases uh, of COVID-19 detected. So uh, in an effort to further increase the transmission of infection, government of Nepal um, announced a restriction for all international travels from 20th of March. All in-country travels were restricted um, from 21st of March, and travel movement from one area to other area would require a written permit from a district admission office. All malls, supermarkets were shut down, and only small groceries were opening few hours a day during the lockdown period. Transportation of any personnel requiring medical help uh, could only be done using hospital ambulance. And even for health workers, uh, a return permit was required either from the hospital or for the district administration to travel to and fro from the health facilities. So in your study, you prospectively collected data from nine hospitals before and during lockdown. Until this point, we've seen very little primary data of this size during the pandemic. Can you tell us how you were able to carry out this study in this unprecedented situation? Our collaborative research between Uppsala University, Sweden and Golden Community Nepal was established in these nine hospitals since March 2019. Um, uh, this research was basically to evaluate uh, the effect of the implementation of Safer Bird Bundle Implement Package in these nine hospitals. And these nine hospitals uh, were the provincial referral hospitals and were the public hospitals for the, for, for the country. Surveillance systems were established in these hospitals um, using independent uh, research nurse teams uh, who should who, uh, collect data on from the patient case notes, did uh, observations at uh, labor and delivery, and also extract uh, information on sick and small newborns from the sick newborn care units. So in, the, uh, in these nine hospitals, data were collected using a tablet-based application called Sustain, uh, which could uh, generate real-time graphics uh, to provide um, feedback to the health workers on the quality of care that they have provided. Uh, so when the lockdown uh, started, in March, uh, in 21st of March, 2020, the data collection uh, system in these uh, hospitals were up and running and, and, and were well situated to collect data on the number of birth, the demographics of the women who were admitted to the hospital for delivery, the quality of care being provided, and interpartum events, postpartum events, and also in-hospital mortality. So for this uh, study uh, purpose particularly, we had additional ethical approval been taken from the ethical review committees of the country. And what were the most striking findings from your study? Nepal, despite being one of the least developed countries in the world, has been a forerunner in, on, in implementing government-based uh, 
programs for mothers and newborns since early 2000. This program led to uh, the successful community mobilization. Uh, so um, as a result, women were coming to the health facilities for childbirth. And these were complemented by the schemes where government would reimburse the mothers for any travel cost if they come to the health facility for, for childbirth. So between 2000 and 2019, uh, the health facility bought increased uh, from 8% in 2001 to 65% in 2019. Uh, similarly, the newborn mortality reduced from 40 per thousand live birth in 2000 to 18 per thousand live birth in 2019. So the most striking finding from our study is that within a span of 9.5 weeks of lockdown, the institutional childbirth reduced by 52%. The proportion of women delivering from a disadvantaged ethnic group had reduced from uh, that of before lockdown period. The inequality of utilization between the socially advantaged and the disadvantaged was further widened due to the lockdown period, due to lockdown, and also indicates that the access to uh, transportation and services during these most vulnerable times were not available for the most vulnerable population in need. So among those who came to the health facilities, the proportion of women um, with complications at admission was higher than before lockdown period. This indicates that the access to uh, care seeking was, was delayed. The proportion of uh, preterm birth also had increased during this lockdown period and the in-hospital stillbirth had increased by 46% from that of before lockdown period. The in-hospital newborn mortality increased threefold from that of lockdown period. In fact, the in-hospital uh, in newborn mortality was around 40 per thousand live, uh, live birth. Uh, for, um, by during this lockdown period, which is similar to that of what we had in 2000. So we also found there's a drop in the coverage of intrapartum care, especially the companionship during labor. Uh, this indicates that hospital has restricted travels, um, contact of, of the visitors and companion to women during labor, uh, so as to reduce the nosocomial infection due to the COVID-19 um, infection. We also found a drop in the coverage of intrapartum uh, fetal heart rate monitoring, which means that health workers were not adequately equipped with protective equipments so that they could come in contact with the woman for, 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 for checking them up and having uh, intrapartum uh, fetal heart monitoring to be done. The striking of all is the decline in the immediate, new, uh, immediate breastfeeding practices uh, where there was a drop in the coverage of for immediate breastfeeding of newborn within one hour. Immediate breastfeeding, as we all know, is one of the most cost-effective interventions to reduce infant mortality and morbidity. This uh, drop reflects the nationwide uh, lack of uh, dissemination of the standards on what needs to be done for, uh, for breastfeeding during COVID-19 outbreak. That's a sad reminder of how fragile the hard-won gains in this area are. But you did also observe some positive changes in behaviour. Can you tell us a bit more about those? Despite these sobering results showing the fragility of the health system, we also found uh, find some positive uh, changes in the health workers' behaviors during the interpartum care and infection prevention practices. Hand hygiene uh, practices such as washing hands, using gloves and gowns um, had improved by 13% during the lockdown period. And the proportion of newborn kept skin-to-skin -skin contact with the mothers had also improved by 13% during the lockdown period. So there were, there were certain positive behaviors that had changed in the hospitals during the lockdown period. Okay, so finally, 
Um, what can we learn about providing essential health services and maintaining access to care during a pandemic from these findings? So these results give us an early warning to global leaders, government stakeholders, program coordinators on the unprecedented scenes that can occur if health systems aren't prepared to respond to these shocks and especially lockdowns. Health facility childbirth is very sensitive to health system readiness and preparedness. Bringing a woman to a health facility requires an adequate community support system so that women and family can make decisions where to go for delivery based on the trust that they have gained from the health facilities and also have transportation made available for bringing women to the health facilities. Any poorly prepared health system will lose trust of women and families, especially in context of COVID-19, where the science of the disease is evolving as days go by. Ensuring, estab ensuring establishment of essential health services during pandemic outbreak will require setting up a resilient health system, wherein routine health services are provided without disruption. Women needs to be screened for the disease and ERISA support needs to be provided so that they feel uh, more protected at health facilities. Health workers needs to be provided with well-equipped uh, protective equipments and better technologies to monitor labor and manage childbirth as necessary. We are now in a situation where we were 20 years back. Hard-won progress that was made for, uh, in the last 20 years due to the concerted effort by health workers, program managers, government leaders, international agencies, UN agencies, is at now at a risk of losing. We, if we do not step up now, then it's never. One death for us, for researchers and program managers, must, might be a number, but for a woman, it's a big loss to the family and her husband. Yes, so I think we need to step up to, to, to provide essential services and ensure we have access to the care during these time, times of difficulties. Thank you very much for sharing your research with us, Ashish. It was a real pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank and thank you for listening. If you'd like to know more, you can find the full study online now on the Lancet Global Health website, along with a linked comment by Rajendra Karki and Alison Morgan.